Krakoa Radio presents. Good morning, Gotham. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by my Robin or co-host, however you want to pronounce it. I'm fine with Robin. Uh, this is Josh. This is the, what, I'd be the seventh Robin, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> 18th? Uh, the bodies are piling. They are piling up, buddy, but uh, here I am uh, filling out the tights rather well, I'd say, and uh, let's get this show started. What's going on, bub? What's going on is that we've covered comics, right? Maybe. Some, some classic comics. We've covered animated movies. So now we're going to cover a live action film. And there's many choices with live action films. But I decided to pick one that's not as obvious as some of the best Batman movies. And in retrospect, a little controversial. I think some people have gone back to it and thought maybe it's not as good as it used to be. Oh, I and never originally- thought it was. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but in general i've always seen people either go this movie's okay or it's great i've seen people like love this movie for different oh, interesting i don't think i've ever known anyone who's like that movie, Dude, oh, no, plenty the of same movie. yep yep today we are covering the dark knight rises okay All right. third movie in the christopher nolan trilogy so let's start all this off before we even get to the film I watched a different movie last week, right after I watched uh, The Dark Knight Rises. I watched, for the first time, Tenet. And I, after a week of sitting on it, can say comfortably, I don't like it. Very cool. All right. Well, breaking news. It's like, (laughs) you heard it here first, everybody. That's fucking... All right, let's dig into that. What? What? Don't well, you in think? fairness, it's literally the first Nolan movie I've ever said I do not like. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it because I haven't heard a good word about it. So yes, I think there's a reason for it because I think Nolan's still one of the very few directors today who can sell a movie just by saying it's the newest Christopher Nolan movie. He's uh, he's he's like a yeah, he's a blank check. He just walks in. Yeah. He's like, hey guess what? I have an idea. And everyone's like, oh, trippy. They didn't even hear the idea. They're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, here's some, here's some money, buddy. Basically. And honestly, in today's age, like there's very few actors or directors who can say, okay, that movie's going to make money. Cause that person's attached to it. Like today for directors, even Steven Spielberg's not a guaranteed hit. Cause look happened to West side story. Yeah, I, you're right. And I, and, because my only examples anymore are studios. Yes, and you're you're not gonna like this answer, but when you think about it, Christopher Nolan, Zack Snyder is someone that people will go to see the movie if they know he's directing. His movies do make money. People do go out. People want to see like, is it gonna be a a weird trash fire? Is it gonna be great? And like, he has his like really dedicated following of fans. No, I, too. I hear you. No, I hear you. Yeah. Like when I think of directors who can still do that, he's like at the top of the list right now. Oh, and for sure. Yeah. He moves when in. When it he comes to Nolan, um, after I watch Tenant, everything I'm gonna mention in The Dark Knight Rises that I don't like, he does ten times harder in Tenant to me. Oh, interesting. On top of 
intentionally trying to confuse you because I don't want a movie that's confusing. You have to watch it more than once to get it. That's fine. But this movie almost goes, hey, do you get it? No? Good. Let's keep going. And it's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean we're still going? I don't, I don't get the premise of the movie. Like, <laughs> so. Or Batman Rises at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. But Tenant right now, where they make rules for time travel and like two scenes later, break the rule or add rules. And it's like, well, why did you waste time giving me the rules then? Listen, you know rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> Come on. So I had a weird feeling with that after I watched it. I remember I remember 20 minutes into the film, I looked at my girlfriend and said, do you understand what's happening? I've never done that before with any film. And she looked you dead in the eye. She's like, yeah, dipshit, don't you? <laughs> well, she went, I think so. And then as the movie went on, she's like, I think I get everything. Sure. And I was lost until the end. And I'm like, okay, I get the rules. I get what this universe is. And by the end of the movie, I'm like, cool, I get it. And then it's like, no, you don't. Here's one more twist. And I'm like, that's not a twist. You're just making it more confusing. Which brings me full circle back to Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay. (laughs) So with this film, and honestly, which one's first? uh, Dark Knight or Inception? I can't remember which one came out first. This one, I think. No, no, I mean the Dark Knight, the the second movie, the Joker. Oh, 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 yeah. I think Dark Knight, the second movie, was out before Inception. So the Dark Knight kicked something off with Christopher Nolan. If you look at all of his movies, everything before the Dark Knight, like Inception, I mean, um, uh, Insomnia and Memento, they, they all have different kinds of feels, but like you can tell it's the same director, but you also can't. Like it's a different kind of movie. If you look at everything after The Dark Knight, so Dark Knight, Inception, Interstellar, uh, Dark Knight Rises, and Tenant, they all have this weird, overly sleek feel. And I'm I'm noticing these little Nolan isms. Oh yeah, what's that World War II movie he did too? It's it's, Dunkirk. Dunkirk is good. I like Dunkirk. No, I like Dunkirk too. But yeah, that sleekness is there too. Yes, it is. And like it's some people call it like he perfected his style finally because he had the money and the budget to be who he always wanted to be. And that's fine. And I actually like Interstellar, even though it's a little confusing. I enjoy Interstellar. I think the acting's phenomenal uh, in that movie. But after we went back to watch Dark Knight Rises, I'm noticing the things I haven't liked in the current years. I'm noticing like the origin origin of it here in this film. Like what? Like tell me what. Like overly complicated plot lines yeah. or like character motivations that could have been way more just direct and concise instead of like this weird drawn out scene, yeah. which we will start right at the beginning of the movie. The very opening scene with Bane taking down the plane. When you break down the reason this scene is happening, it's, it's fucking stupid. It is the stupidest thing uh, like when I was because I hadn't seen this movie since like basically it came out really and like in my memory I was just like it's an okay movie fine whatever like I remember not being good but I didn't I didn't remember how stupid it was mm-hmm. like this movie is like blatantly like what the actual fuck do you 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 just think I'm a fucking idiot, don't you? Like that's the only <laughs> feeling I have while watching this movie is you think I'm a fucking idiot. Sometimes. So view uh, listeners, this is how we're gonna break this down. Act one is everything before his back gets broken. 
Act two is everything in the Lazarus pit, and act three is everything after Bruce gets back to Gotham. All right, and I, I will and I will probably say conservatively eighty four more times. You think I'm a fucking idiot, don't you? <laughs> probably. So opening scene, we see Bane. I guess intentionally getting captured. I'm not gonna go over every beat for beat scene scene, but I'm just saying in general, you guys know he's captured. He makes it look like the scientist that they kidnapped died on the plane, blah, blah, blah. Here's my thing right off the bat. And I get suspension of disbelief. This is a superhero movie. I'm fine with that. But the CIA would take the bag off their head and say, who are you before they let you on the plane? 100 fucking percent. And that is the start of, you think I'm stupid? <laughs> like, yeah. you think I like you think I am so dumb that I'm going to suspend my disbelief so much that these CIA agents are like, oh, they just hand delivered me this person I've been looking for. And I'm not going to bother to check that out at all. Yeah. At all. I'm just going to take it face value, not peek under these fucking hoods. Just what the fuck? The fucking little finger got what he deserved. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Like, so I get the premise of the scene is to show how smart and how strong Bane is. Because sure. people do forget in the comics, he's not just strong. He's very, very smart. He pushes Batman to his limit. And this whole movie is a blending of Dark Knight Returns and Nightfall, I'd say. I'd say, yeah. I mean, pretty- and then you throw in Talia, because you know, why not? Why not? So I get the reasoning behind the scene as an introduction to this new bad guy. Here's the problem. It's fucking stupid. It's dumb. If the scene was instead them kidnapping the scientists in the first place, you know, hijacking the plane and, you know, from the sky and Bane jumps in, kills the guards and replaces the body of the scientist and then takes them, kidnaps them. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Totally fine. The a- I have no problems with the action in that scene. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I can suspend my disbelief for this midair heist. Yeah, because it's cool looking. It legitimately very, is a very, cool very cool action scene, very and practical, like, very like visceral too. You know what I mean? Like just yes. a real visceral feeling to it. But like, I I can't enjoy it because like the plot is just so needlessly convoluted yet stupid as fuck. And this is coming from someone who loves Batman v Superman, and I acknowledge it's convoluted and stupid sometimes. And I think. Before this movie ranked higher than Batman v Superman, I actually swapped them now. I, oh, I enjoy that movie. Turn on you, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> but you have this scene, and I'm so confused by now rewatching it with like you know fresh eyes because I've, I've watched this movie a few times since it came out, like maybe two or three times in full, and I'm I'm watching that scene just confused. Like, there's better ways to do it. Fine, whatever. I will Cut to say- we find out. Oh, go ahead. I will say my review of this movie overall is the same as it was the first time I watched it, which was the movie was bad, but Anne Hathaway is Catwoman. <laughs> and that's okay with me. So, you know what I mean? Like I love Anne Hathaway and Anne Hathaway playing Cat- Catwoman was fucking cool. Like she was really cool as Catwoman. And I'm jaded by the fact that I know who was originally cast and that didn't pan out. Uh, Charlize Theron. And I'm like, damn, she would have been good. 
she would have been cool. I really, I do. I really like Anne Hathaway. I really, I think I like her. I, but yeah, I mean, she, Shirley's would have been a way cooler Catwoman. Yes. Like she would have just like embodied coolness in a way that Anne Hathaway never could. But yeah. But you know, um, that gave us Atomic Blonde, and which is in a significantly better movie than this. So I still have to watch. I've never watched. I still want to. Oh my god, dude! If I could watch Atomic Blonde every day, I would. It's such a good movie. And the soundtrack is so fucking good. You know what I mean? Like it's got everything I need. It's got a great music, great visuals, fucking weird Eastern European spy drama. I fucking love that. <laughs> so this movie also kicked off the obsession with all of our upcoming media has to somehow be reminiscent of the Dark Knight Returns. And this one kicks off with Bruce, it's a year, I think it's like five years after the second movie or something like that. And he hasn't been Batman, which then kind of recontextualizes the entire series when I realized that Batman in this series was only Batman for like a year or two years. Like he wasn't Batman for a long time. The gaps between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are almost like the next month after it's not like a year or oh, two is it? Later. okay I didn't, I didn't. it's not a big gap and then that movie from what this movie tells us he stopped right after that well i mean being batman's a lot like being a professional wrestler man like you know you do it for a couple years and you got the body of a 60 year old now <laughs> and then you die at 40 yeah, yeah like it's fucking nuts so like, i felt like okay it's like you have no cartilage in any of your knees <laughs> Oh, and then you have a magic knee brace that, like, hey, if you need money, that can probably make you all the money you ever needed, right? But whatever. Right? Jesus Christ. So and it makes you stronger. To, yeah, makes him stronger. Not even just like it heals. He's stronger now. Like he kicked, like he kicked a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, shouldn't your foot shatter? <laughs> like, you're still a human. What the shit just happened? I did like the Batcave in this movie, though. Okay, back. It was cool. Can we real quick before we get too far away from Bane? Because I, I mean, don't get me wrong. We'll obviously come back to Bane. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> um. How? So this movie took place like right before, like the world started to like give a shit about representation, because mm-hmm. I don't recall there being any shit that Bane, uh, traditionally Hispanic character was turned into some weird british thug or whatever i don't know what you know what i mean like i don't remember there being any backlash about tom hardy playing a historically hispanic character so i have believed this with marvel movies for a long time people only care about that kind of stuff if they know the character if they don't they don't give a fuck but that's if they change true. the that's race of true. everyone because no? we know every time they change in the comic book, they change the race of a fucking Green Lantern. Nobody, not many people give a fuck about Green Lantern. You know what I mean? Like anytime they fuck with race now, somebody gets mad about it. Like I, I'll push back. I I feel like if the if it's a popular character that people know, they will. But like for example, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, it came out. Everyone loves the movie. Problem is more than half of those characters don't act like that in the comics but they don't care because they don't know the comics moon knight isn't a hispanic man Hmm? oscar isaac is hispanic moon knight is a white jewish guy yeah and i remember that coming up at some point when that came out and then quickly died because i think people are okay with oscar isaac you know what i mean like exactly people are okay with tom marty 
I just, I don't, I don't know if that would fly. I don't know if that would be the case if that movie came out now with Tom Hardy. I think most people don't know Bane is Hispanic. I think a good majority of people do not know he's Hispanic. Yeah. Even people who probably like Batman don't know he's Hispanic. You're probably right. You're probably right. They probably don't realize that he started as a fucking luchador character and like, yeah had to like take a couple decades to grow into an actually cool character <laughs> well when when he's used in nightfall when his actual debut in nightfall he is shown to be intelligent he intentionally breaks all the criminals out of um out of arkham and then batman has to spend the entire night fighting villain after villain after villain yeah it, and when it's he's like worn down point, then he does it i think maybe it was with the animated show then that he was more of like just a like mindless monster i think it started with the with the movie batman robin you think so was that when it i was? think that's when it started because so you're that's right. like mid-90s still yeah because you're right i did i did forget that nightfall was his first thing so yeah okay all right so we uh we have a big party at wayne manor where they're celebrating the dent act and we get from exposition from two random police chiefs who look like brothers but whatever um that bruce wayne has been recluse in his house for years and he's been a weird crazy old man and oh by the way no one's seen the batman but those two things aren't related so don't anybody think about it definitely not and we see he still has a little bit of his flair but not as much when anne hathaway's character steals from him and at this point in the movie I'm thinking this is all good setup. This is reminiscent of Dark Knight Returns, which no one's ever done yet before. We have years of people taking elements from that same book for multiple different types of media, whatever. Um, And at that point, you see Gordon's guilty about lying to everyone for the past few years, which I don't know why. Who gives a fuck? The world's better, right? So greater good and all that. I think think there's one one thing that came up during this movie that I was like, oh, that's why he's upset about the lie is because he's lying. He's, he feels like he's protecting a man who threatened to kill his son. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that, I think it's more of like on a personal level of like, I feel like I'm failing as a father almost, or as like a person. They mentioned, they mentioned his wife left him. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I feel like, like, I think it would be a lot easier of a lie for him to tell if it wasn't his son who like harvey dent threatened to kill which is funny because like i like that some of the other police chiefs are saying oh he's a wartime cop and we don't need that anymore like i do like the idea that he's always been on his toes he never got comfortable during this past five years yeah. i like that and then we also get joseph gordon lovett's character of a random cop um shit what was his name again in the movie Robin. Wait, um <laughs> his real name, yeah. I forgot his, his I forgot his character's name, but just going to love it. Which something, was a, is it Blake something? John Blake. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think John, I think it's John Blake. But his character, everyone before the movie came out assumed he's somehow Robin. That's what everyone assumed. And I remember there's a GQ cover that uses the word Robin when they're talking about Joseph Going Love It. And I'm like, yeah, we all know he's somehow gonna become that. Um, so as that first act is going, so many things happen first, and I don't complain about this. Some people complain that like, he takes too long to become Batman again. No, it's building up. That's fine. Like he doesn't have to become Batman right away. Yeah. But, no, like, I, you mentioned- that's, that's the least of my problems with this movie. Yeah. But eventually Bane attacks Gordon. Gordon's in the hospital and he goes to see him 
at the same time, his knees messed up. And you know, we talked about that ridiculous nature of his knee brace that can just break concrete, apparently. And there's so many unnecessary elements in this whole movie, but especially in the first act. Like we just have the whole idea that like Gordon, like Bane doesn't attack Gordon. Gordon like just stumbles into Bane's like headquarters. Like it's all, like it's all like by happenstance. <laughs> this whole thing gets kicked off by like just the wrong turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, basically. And we also have Anne Hathaway's story uh, or Selena Kyle's story of, I guess, making this senator drunk or police chief drunk and just chilling and everyone thinks he's missing. I was a little confused about that. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, she somehow she seduces the senator that she's basically using as like her get it like a, a like um like a chip you know what i mean like to get out of whatever yeah. situation she's in right now but like so like at one point they come in and they're like to to gordon and they're like gordon the senator's wife's been calling uh, he hasn't come home from that that big fancy party earlier and she's worried and then the next thing you know the entire police force descends in like SWAT team gear to where his like cell phone pings when fucking Anne Hathaway sets him up. And it's like, what that jump is so crazy to me. Like he's not reported back to his wife in what is probably just a couple hours yeah, and, and it their seem first, like a full day. <laughs> and their first response is the senator has been kidnapped and not the senator's probably drunk banging someone somewhere. You know what I mean? But also, like, he's acting like he just kissed Poison Ivy and he's just under a love spell. It was really weird. Like, yeah, grown men don't do whatever, that. Whatever kind of drug <laughs> she did to him or whatever. But, like, just the idea, just, again, with this, the movie, this opening with the, the stupidest, most convoluted, fucking plot like this too is like why is this so convoluted and then stupid like it's because again you could have had if you want to show off how intelligent and how good a fighter she is have a scene where she's robbing ben mendelson's character there you go that's what she does right so i have a scene where she's robbing him and there you have your any exposition you need anything you need Instead, you get a scene where Ben Mendelsohn, who has no reason to be in this movie when it really comes down to it. You don't need any of his character. No. But the way he gets the hard drive and goes, you're looking for the hard drive that can wipe away any criminal's history. I'm like, no one talks like that. No one talks in exposition like that. Like I can handle exposition conversation, but the way he delivered it was so bad and ham-fisted. Like, I get it. That's a plot point. Again, this movie has constantly screaming to me i think you're fucking stupid <laughs> like yeah because they also explain what the flash drive is later when bruce is reading about it. it's like why do we get it twice we get it we get why it's important so we have her story of trying to get this flash drive to wipe away her slate we have bruce's story of being coming batman again because he sees bane and i did like the idea because it, it's kind of subtle but like in this film we see Alfred's concern because like he can tell Bruce wants a reason to go back out there. Yeah. And I like that idea. Like I always like Batman as like an addiction almost like he has to do it for the greater good, but also he kind of likes it. And Bane kind of seemed like the right, just kind of reason to get back in the game. And then you have Bane's story 
which at first you're like, what the fuck is his game? Like, what is his plan? Which is okay for the villain to reveal what the villain's main plan is. That's fine. But in the meantime, we find out that in this five years, Bruce discovered renewable energy and then also found out that it could become a giant atom bomb. That, like, again, it's been a while since I watched The the Dark Knight, but, like, none of that was, like, from that movie, right? Like, that was all brand new. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? They, like, kept referencing it, like, oh, that was just, like... Like, oh, don't you remember that from the other movie? Like, what are you fucking talking about? What are you talking about? What is happening? (laughs) So the scenes that really make me like, I think the first act is worse than almost anything else because the setup is so sloppy. So then Batman comes back. He defends the people during when they're trying to rob the, the stock market, which isn't a thing technically it's like a character even said like there's no actual money here so they purposely break into the stock exchange to fuck with wayne uh, the wayne enterprise money and make it look like he made some bad deals and they lost all their money here's the problem as someone who knows very little about stocks that's not how that works no that's, that's not how any of that works. If there was that many ridiculous changes to someone's stock market, they would just freeze it and make sure it's all legitimate. And it's well, like, oh, they stole his fingerprint because Selena Kyle got his fingerprint. Yeah. And it's it, like, well, then it, they look at the camera and see he was attacked that same day. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's so like all of that whole thing made, made no sense. No sense. It's so fucking stupid and needlessly complicated at the same time yeah and then you have alfred's story of just being worried about bruce which is usually what how he is but now he's more like i'm not gonna stand here and watch you die look how fast that man is he's so strong he's better than you and blah 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 and then you have the parts where he was talking about imagining seeing bruce at the cafe in france or italy whatever when they show it to you, I'm like, oh, they're showing it because we're going to see the scene later. Yep. Like, it's extremely choreographed that you're going to see that later, which would have been great if we didn't, because then it'd be more of a surprise about the ending. But they kind of spoil the ending in, like, the first act. Yeah. 100 so, like, that's confusing. So, finally, the first act comes to a head when Selena takes Bruce saying, hey, we'll work together and we'll beat up Bane and his in his lair whatever and i will say this is probably the best scene in the movie yeah this is a scene i've definitely gone back and just watched for fun so batman selena beat a bunch of guards in cool creative ways whatever they're pressing all the combo buttons in arkham and they get to the main lair and bane's waiting for him and the doors lock and he realizes selena set him up and she obviously feels bad about it because their connection whatever and when they fight, the fight is fantastic. I love it. It felt like a comic book fight, the way he just dominated him and beat the shit out of him and showed how much better he is. And I love the line of like, you like adapted to darkness. I was born in it. And the way he comes out of the shadow and just chokes him. Still like, it's so good. Like, I, I know that line has been like memefied and everything, but yeah. it's a really good line. Well, I remember vividly in the theater watching that scene, and when he pops out of the darkness, I remember jumping. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he's grabbing from the neck, and then, of course, 
You merely his back while showing him. Okay. You merely adapted to it. Yeah. And showing him, hey, look, I stole all your stuff. We're right under your headquarters, which is something you should probably know. And <laughs> gets all his tanks and gets all his machines and then breaks his back. And I'm like, that's fucking sick. And when he kept punching his mask until it cracked, I was like, this is this is good. Like, and I think the rest of the movie is much better after that. Does it make any more sense? No. no. But it's done better, at least. And also, like, we skip one very important aspect. Um, definitely not Talia al Ghul. Uh, I don't remember the actress's name off the top of my head. She's a really good actress. She's been in a lot of different things. Yeah, I can't French remember. actress. But it starts with an M, and now I can't I can't remember what it is. Yeah. If only we had some kind of technology to look it up, but we don't. So um her character, who again is definitely not Talia, um, she puts herself in Bruce's life, becomes a love interest. I think it was Alfred and Lucius who both were like, hey, check out this girl. She's nice. You're lonely. So weird. Also, that's that's weird to do in 2012, too. Like, hey, she's a smart business woman and you're a smart businessman. Why don't you two bang and make babies? Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Well, in fairness, at least for Alfred, he's always been the guy who's like, as long as not Catwoman, you should be banging that chick. Like he is like that in, in comics and movies and stuff like that. He always wants a better life for him, which I'm fine with. But even if you don't know anything about Talia Al Ghul, there's no reason you trust this woman when you're watching them. No. So already, I think, I don't remember if it was spoiled for me. Or, oh yeah, actually I do know. It was spoiled because of, there's a board game called Heroclix. And in the board game, it came out like a month before the movie. There's a Talia piece, a Talia figure. And when you open it in the rule sheet, it says her name. And then the other side of the sheet says secret identity. And I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's probably Talia. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I just thought like, she, if, you, if I'm casting Talia Al Ghul, I'd probably cast this lady. Yeah. So we have all that in the first act. Batman's back is broken. What's he going to do? And then we get to act two where he wakes up in the Lazarus pit, which is an actual like semi underground prison, a big hole in the ground, essentially in whatever country they're in. I, I don't know. Um, just so he can watch one TV where he fucks up Gotham. All right, fine. That's, that's torturous. How they get from Gotham to this one place with him being knocked out the whole time. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Distance doesn't matter. Um, then we cut to Bane back in Gotham almost like instantly. Immediately. With all his guys in a football stadium to show how powerful he is. He blows up half the stadium, kills a bunch of people, all that stuff. And then I realized the payoff of the whole opening scene was just to shoot the scientist in front of people so they know there's no hope about the bomb going off. Yes. Yep. So you could have just killed him on the plane. And showed people that you killed him on the plane. Yeah. Like it, it's or insane. actually people wouldn't know, they wouldn't know or care about a scientist. They just hear the bomb. It, it's it it's it's so again it's insanely complicated and insanely stupid. Yes. Like now, why so the fact that like the whole premise of this is these people won't believe it's a bomb or that it can't be stopped 
unless they hear it from an accredited scientist they've never heard of before until right now. They're not just going to believe the guy who looks like a supervillain who would be fucking totally doing this right now. Like, what? What? A, a town, a city already traumatized by the history of crazy guys trying to blow shit up in there. Like, several <laughs> times. Several yeah. fucking times. Now, it, I will say, I going did. back a yeah, going back a little bit, I do like the idea of some of the younger people in town thinking Batman was just a myth, like the kids talking about Batman at the at the orphanage, like he's just a myth. Yeah, true. I, I, I like that, but none of those kids were younger than five. Yeah, that's why they wouldn't know him. And I think there was one cop that shot at him because like he just didn't know how to react to seeing Batman, really. Um, after Bruce lost all his money and then they immediately turned his power off, that's not how power works. No, he uh, his yeah, the, the Gotham Gotham elect Gotham gas and electric got a little uh, a little trigger happy on that one. Yeah, like if he lost all his money, he'd still have the mansion and everything in it. They didn't repossess his everything. That's not how it works. Again, not how stocks work. It's not how stocks. It's not. It's also not how it works for the fucking wealthy. They don't just yeah. fall. They fail upwards. Yeah, they, that's never how anything for wealthy people goes. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and then we have the scene where John tells Bruce that he knows he's Batman because he knows the look in his face, the look of an orphan, the look of someone who's lost his family and knew it was the same person. So, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so stupid. I that's saw- why you know. <laughs> you came to visit me at the orphanage and I saw the same anger behind your eyes that was behind mine. And I knew, well, that's Batman. <laughs> yeah, like, if he I'm met Batman? Batman? Like, what? That's the thing. If he met Batman, maybe in that scene when they were chasing him, whatever, and looked at his eyes, I could see it then. He could say, I saw the same look in your eyes, the one you try and hide. Okay, fine. He never fucking met Batman. <laughs> that's like someone seeing Clark Kent for the first time and going, ah, oh, Superman. That's Superman. Wait, he didn't, right? Like he what he didn't say Batman saved me as a little kid, right? He said you as no, yeah, you came to the orphanage, but did Batman car and your fancy, whatever. He never met Batman. I okay. I I'm maybe I'm mixing I I I starting to kind of re- remember him saying that Batman saved him as a little kid, and then a while later Bruce visited the orphanage, but I, who knows. I don't think so. I think he's never met Batman. I, you know, I, it's probably right. Maybe I'm just yeah. trying to give it credit. <laughs> so you have his semi story, which of course, and we'll get to why, but it could have been done a million ways better. But whatever. And what now Bruce, an actor too, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, just also, what yeah. a waste of all the actors in this movie. Well, like I said, why was Ben Mendelsohn in this movie? He didn't have to be in the movie. He died like two scenes later. You just have to be in it. <laughs> so Bane has controlled the city. It's now winter. And <laughs> he yeah. basically is driving around the whole city with the bomb that no one can stop. If the government gets involved, they'll detonate the bomb. But the thing is, didn't they openly explain that they will detonate the bomb in like 30 days or whatever? Yes. So no matter what, the bomb is going to go off. And in the meantime, he's advocating killing the rich. They're the reason you're blah, blah, blah. But like you're still the same guy saying you're gonna blow everyone, kill everything, and kill everyone soon. So like that's conflicting messages, but sure. Uh, we have Selena's friend, her young friend, 
who I thought at the time was going to be like, oh, that's Catgirl. That's a real character. Like, that's a, a young female sidekick that Selena sometimes has. Yes. No, she was basically no one. No. She was in two scenes and then gone. It was just funny because that actress, I forgot her name, but she was kind of like, people were talking about her like she's going to be the next up and coming star. And then right? I, like, I, I, I was, I vividly remember when I saw her, I'm like, what the fuck ever happened to her? Yeah, she was really looked at as like the next big thing. Yeah, she's I remember that game. now. So I remember watching, going, okay, we're going to do something with her. No, nah, not really. She's gone now. Okay, okay, okay. I guess that's it. So now Bruce has to fix his back, which this is also a science works. A random man in the cave will just punch you in the back a few times. Let me tell you, you something. As somebody with spinal issues, <laughs> that is not how backs work. No. When, when he's just like, oh, we're, we'll hang you like this for a while like no that's not that's not how that works like nope. like again i understand the premises i broke your back and so now just stay like this and your back will just heal the way it is but that's still a saint your back is going to heal broken yeah like it will heal if he stays like that long enough it will just heal broken the same reason you get you have cast so that you know your arm when it heals doesn't he doesn't heal all crooked <laughs> Like, no, he would be a hunchback right now. Yeah, definitely. they did it that way. Like, it's weird. So he's hanging there and he's told the story about Bane and how what happened to him and the child. And I'll admit, I didn't see that part coming that he wasn't the child. We all assume he was, but also the way they tell the story is intentionally misleading. So you can't figure that out. Like, there's no way you can look, listen to that first story about the child in the pit and not think it's Bane, because that wouldn't make any sense. So, yeah, watching the movie, I'm like, okay, Bane is the kid. But then it's very quickly in that they start showing the kid. And and you're like, no, that's a girl. Oh, okay, that's not, like, it's... it's I remember thinking, like, that's a very feminine looking little boy but also when it's a little kid you can be ambiguous about i'm I'm sure and maybe because i knew the twist or whatever but i i just watching it my first thought is oh that's not bane that's a little girl like you know what i mean like but anyway what the fuck we see the fever dream of uh raza agul which at first I'm like, oh shit, he's alive? Oh no, okay. And that's, no, yeah, that was crazy. And that's not to say, and I'm, I I hope I don't have to actually clarify this, but just in case, that's not to say that obviously a little girl can't grow up to then be Tom Hardy Bane. Like, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm just saying in the premise of this stupid fucking movie that thinks it's tricking me all the time, it's like, <laughs> oh no, I see what you're doing. Which that right there, what we just talked about is all of Tenant where it thinks it's tricking you, but there's no way you can figure out. It's like watching a mystery movie, but like you can't figure out the mystery unless you already know the twist, which is not a good mystery. If I can't figure it out throughout the story. It's it's not, you know, like it's like watching a Hitchcock film. Yeah. So then we have Bruce realize he has to jump over this, you know, unreachable part of the cave or part of the pit to get out of it. And of course, he realizes the only way to do it is to not use a rope and trust in yourself and just fucking jump. What the fuck with this believe in your shit nonsense? Believe in yourself nonsense. Like fine. what? What? That's a superhero trope, though, and I live with it. That's fine. In the meantime, Bane's doing all this shit, 
and Talia and Lucius are trying to find a way to get the bomb and to warn the police and get the police out of the sewer and all this stuff. Fine. And I think Alfred already left town by then, right? We, yeah. And, and we'll get to it probably more in stuff, but can we talk about the fucking glorification of police in this goddamn movie? Like, <laughs> holy shit does this movie just suck cop get all day long well, i'm not even insane. fully against the way they show the police in this film i'm it actually shows how stupid they are you send your entire police force in the sewer to find this bad guy yeah that again it's stupid this movie is stupid no one also how bad I don't care how bad you are at your job or how political you think, oh, this is going to make me look good. You are not going to send the entirety of the Gotham Police Department, one of the biggest cities in America, we're led to believe, into the fucking sewer. It's insane. Think about what you just said, which explains why Gotham is such a shithole. That's all the cops you have in this giant city? Again, exactly. What? <laughs> That's it? That's all you got? No um, wonder all the criminals keep going there. You don't have the funding to stop them. No wonder Batman needs to be there. <laughs> Basically, this, again, like I remember pro cop. this movie is pro-cop. Looking like, oh, look how poor cops are. We should give them more money. Give them these <laughs> Batman tanks. Oh, they did. Oh, fuck. Great. They only shoot up black people. Um, so... <laughs> How we, we have, I know. So we have these two plots going, and we also see which I, I did like the moment that like Jonathan Crane is like the weird judge in the area, and no matter what, your sentence of death, you have to jump on the ice, whatever. Only, only part of this movie that's badass is fucking uh, Cillan Cillan Murphy. No, what's his Colin name? Murphy? Colin, is it Colin uh, Murphy? No, Cillan. The guy Colin Murphy. Hero. It's not Colin. Huh? It's not Colin. It's not Dylan, no. He's too what? Irish. He's not just Colin. Look him up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Look him up. I'll wait. Like, I'll let you keep calling Joss Whedon the wrong name because he's a dirtbag, but don't do it to Silly. <laughs> yeah, Cillan Murphy. All right. Glad we got that settled. Anyway. It's not, even though I know it sounds differently, it's not like Killin' Murphy. It probably is killing, actually. Now that you're saying killing, yeah. yeah. Anywho, Rose burns in sunshine. Anyway, we're not doing this. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a weird cast. Anyway, so good movie. It's a very good movie. Unlike this movie, so we have <laughs> the third act starting. Yeah, exactly. We have the third act in this movie, which is Batman coming back. Now, I'm in the theater in the moment. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, Batman's back. Shit's gonna get wild. After the movie, Batman's I'm like, how did he get there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, how did he get there? We spent way too long talking about how nothing can get in and out of Gotham, no matter what, where you get shot or the bomb goes off. But we <laughs> totally gloss over how Batman, with no money, no money, nothing, no way to call for help or anything, is now back in Gotham. And had time to make a giant oil bat symbol <laughs> on the bridge so everyone knows he's back. Because he was trained by the League of Shadows, dude. He, he's a ninja. He knows what he's doing. They didn't even bother saying that. They're just like, he's back. <laughs> he's on the ice. He's Batman. So and he can, now it, he can stand on the ice. 
Yeah, so now we're in the third act, which I have so many different feelings about. Also, and let it, me tell you something. As somebody who lives in the in a land that freezes now, that scene, that walking on the ice scene has like a whole new sense of like, oh shit, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so we Batman's now getting everyone together. We're gonna get the cops out by throwing a bomb at a thing of garbage so there's a hole in the garbage i don't i don't know fine sure um we have him explain to john blake about why he wears a mask and everyone's in the theater's like because he's gonna be robin blah 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 um he has everyone together and like it's gonna be war tomorrow and from a just from a filmmaking perspective a director perspective the scene of like a hundred plus cops tackling at a hundred plus random bad guys with tanks shooting out and all this shit, awesome imagery. Really brutal and like visceral looking. And to the story's credit, you can think, okay, these guys have been stuck in a sewer for like months. They should be dead, most of them, but whatever. And they're ready to fight. They're pissed off. And like some of them get shot in the meantime, but they just tackle this group and it's a big battle. Now it's Bane versus Batman. And they give no story reason why batman's winning other than he believes in himself now 100 he's not he didn't train any harder he didn't go any no. faster he's not he's not doing anything different other than well i once made a jump without a rope so i guess i can do this and also punch him in the mask which is kind of fucking obvious um yeah. <laughs> oh yeah punch him in the breathing tube that's probably good. What if I use these sharp things on my sleeve to cut open his breathing tube? Like, yeah, yeah that could be. You had those last time too. Yeah. So in, in the moment, again, World's I'm watching this in the moment. Of my ass. Cool. <laughs> uh, I'm watching this scene going, this is awesome. A great brawl, and they're going crazy. And then he's going to get find out where the bomb is from Bane. And of course, <gasps> it's Talia this whole time who's been the mastermind and stabs him in the like in the ribs, like right between his armor. Yeah. and now he's been stabbed which seems to have no effect later on but whatever um he's yeah, been stabbed he, and betrayed he's like minutes from death and then five minutes later he's like nah i'm cool <laughs> <laughs> um so now catwoman who i guess just kills bane with the with the bat bike that just shoots exactly. him, just blows him up. I guess that's his end. Yeah. She just like, she's like, oh, uh, by the way, I don't have a problem shooting people with guns. That's how that's how Bane dies. End of Bane. Yeah. And like that was like, oh, huh. Okay. Like <laughs> you have that weird moment of just like, I guess that's how it's happening. I guess and you now have to imagine the fire. I've been shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't take that, my giant vest. So then we have a chase with like Batman Gordon trying to get up to Talia to put like a signal jammer so the bomb won't go off, I guess. And it leads, it ends with maybe the worth the worth, the worst death scene in a major motion picture from an actress who is a very good actress and many yeah. things that I've seen her. So <laughs> when she dies. In the theater, in the moment, I laughed. Yeah. I remember laughing. I, I, I forgot who was with me. Maybe it was my girlfriend, or maybe my brother. I don't remember who was there. But like, I remember we just started laughing in a group because, like, 
she's like she says whatever she had to say about how she's gonna win in the end blah blah she made the timer go on for the bomb and then she just drops her head like someone just yelled and now you die <laughs> like yeah and just a weird just fast head drop like i want her to be to do that and just yell and i'm dead <laughs> like, and now i'm dead yeah it was very weird and then we have to cut to another very telegraph moment because early in the film uh lucius talks about how the autopilot doesn't work and i'm like oh, okay i guess i know where this is going eventually it's gonna come into play later because you mentioned it now yeah so he takes the bomb and takes it up to the sky and somehow set it to autopilot and jumped out and got out of the way of the bomb. I have no idea how he did it, and neither does the movie. I do like that he tells Gordon who he is without telling him who he is. Yeah, he yeah. By that the way, you're but you're gonna tell me that in Gordon's long history as a cop in a city just running rampant with murders that he hasn't on multiple occasions put his jacket over a little boy's shoulders <laughs> who just had something traumatic happen to him. And you're going to tell me once, one time in his entire career in that God awful city, did, did that happen? And it was with Bruce Wayne, like some 20 plus years ago. So there's a thing with Gordon in comics that I like in um in the Injustice comic, Barbara is about to be killed, and Gordon finds out about it, and he immediately just straight up calls Bruce Wayne and says, "You have to stop this." And he's like, "Wait a minute, you're talking to me as Bruce Wayne? How do you know that?" And he's like, "I'm a detective. I've always oh. known who you are." Yeah, well, I always love in comics when he knows that. Yeah, when he reveals that he's almost playing it just for the sake of Bruce, not for himself. One hundred percent, and and yes, and. Yes, that is what the scene could could be is he's a detective. So maybe he's had that suspicion all along. But yeah. in a movie that has been spelling every single thing out, like incredibly in detail for them not to have laid any hint that he had any inclination that Bruce Wayne was Batman before. Like yeah. it makes me think he he's remembering the one and only time it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Also, this whole time he's built a <clears throat> a love for Selena Kyle, even though I feel like that the movie didn't really earn that either. Oh no, he like one hundred percent off the bat is like, oh, she took my mom's pearls. I want to fuck her for the rest of my life, which leads to whole other psychological issues. Yeah, because, and I'll I'll say it now. My favorite Batman movie is The Dark Knight. Is is Batman Returns? And that movie does Selena and Batman so perfectly about why they connect and how they connect and everything. Oh, because about they're them. both psychopaths? Yeah. Essentially, yes. This yeah. movie doesn't have that aspect because Selena Kyle doesn't really wear a mask and is kind of doing this more on the crime side than the vigilante crime side, you know? Yeah. So it's a different feel. So them being like kissing passionately and being together at the end. I don't feel like this version of Selena Kyle would give up everything to be with this guy. No, I don't either. When, if you watch Batman Returns, you could totally see those two running away together. Oh, 1 million percent. So and in my mind, that's how the original Batman series came to an end. <laughs> then we just started remaking the movies after that. Basically. Um, so Batman 
vaguely somehow survives this whole time john blake is trying to get the orphanage kids on a bus to try and get out of the town but the police won't let him out the the coast guard and whatever won't let him out so in the eyes of the city bruce wayne sacrificed himself now they were kind of vague the world doesn't know bruce wayne's batman at the end right no they have a statue that's just for batman Yes, only that handful of people at Bruce Wayne's funeral knew he was there. Yes, yeah, okay. <clears throat> so that happened, and then of course we cut to Alfred, and was it France or Italy? I don't. It doesn't don't know, matter. And it's the same cafe, and he sees Bruce, That's, and it's supposed to be like this big reveal. But it would have been better if you didn't fucking show us the same cafe. Shot for fucking shot. Yeah, like it's not oh my god he survived it's yeah i know it's I like figured. oh 100 that's what was gonna happen <laughs> and also the fact that the scene where the bomb goes off it cuts to bruce closing his eyes in the chair how the fuck did he get out <laughs> like it doesn't make any fucking sense the white light comes and he closes his eyes did he like <laughs> did he get like blown out of his seat or something <laughs> and then they're checking the the ship to see what they could have done differently and they realized the, the autopilot was fixed where did the fucking ship come from shouldn't that be dissolved from the explosion yeah i yeah like what like i i had zero idea what they were because they were looking at a fully intact fucking that way yeah. whatever yeah like what? i have no idea like <laughs> So we have that, and then the movie ends with John Blake leaving town, kind of. I don't even know where he was actually going, but he got something. Did he get it from Alfred or from Bruce? He got it. It was left to him. Bruce left him in the the will reading. He had to go collect it from wherever he had to collect it from. Yeah. And then he goes to leave, and I said, oh, you should use your real name. Robin. It's a good name. (sighs) Okay. Before you say anything, please, I'm going to have a little mini tangent here. There are literally a hundred better ways to handle this scene. One, you could have said his name's Dick Grayson. He mentioned how his dad like was a degenerate. He could have mentioned that he changed his name because his dad had people looking after him, you know, looking for him. So he changed his name a lot. And you find out his name's Dick Grayson or Tim Drake or even fucking Terry McGinnis. That would be kind of cool. That'd be kind of a cool twist. Like his real name's Terry McGinnis. And he goes in the Batcave and you see like the Batman Beyond suit or some shit like that. Like, that would have been cool. There's a hundred better ways than a random flight attendant going, oh, your real name's Robin. No one is really named Robin. That's not a common name anymore. Yeah. It was... You may go. It it was one of... Like, I that's when I remember laughing in the movie theater. (laughs) I I just was like, you have to fucking be kidding me. And then the map just leads to the back cave, which in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, I felt like Bruce left them this big elaborate map. I like took them all over the world and just to come back to Gotham. <laughs> he, he like he went through this like whole training montage that we didn't actually get to see. Yeah, because he's just trained as a cop from what we know. That's his. Oh, yeah. Training. He has he's zero fighting abilities. Like on several occasions, Batman had to save his life in this movie, and we've seen in no way has he strengthened himself. There's <laughs> even a scene I remember like, where he shoots one of the bad guys by accident and then like chucks his gun. That's remember? true. We did we did see him be like, oh shit, I better hide this murder weapon. 
Well, like, no, he chucked the gun like he's disgusted that he shot someone. You're a trained cop. You are oh, an officer. I 100% read that like him be like, oh, fuck, I got to get rid of the evidence because I'm a crooked cop in Gotham. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fill out any fucking paperwork. God damn, this fucking paperwork. <laughs> no, I took it as like, oh, no, not guns. It's like, you wouldn't say that. You're a fucking cop. <laughs> like, you knew never in a million years. There's it's- no anti-gun cops this movie is so stupidly pro-cop they even have the cop being like i don't like guns (laughs) (laughs) so by the end of the movie when i first saw like i mentioned before i first saw the movie i'm like this is is a solid movie not amazing but it's good it's a good ending to this trilogy looking back on it and of course we've seen more batman movies since then and more superhero movies definitely be a little jaded to the trope of superhero movies could we be but looking back at it what the fuck is this movie? I don't know, man. You could have shaved off a your fucking, fucking hour. Idea. You tell me. <laughs> you could have shaved off an hour worth of needless story and made a more streamlined story. Because again, acting's good, directing's good, story's not. It's all over. It's so it, again, this movie treats me like I'm a fucking idiot. It wants me to like thank it for it. I'm like, no, man. <laughs> So again, we will get to this, I'm sure, eventually, but like you know, I like the Snyder movies. Batman v Superman is a complicated mess, but it never treats you like you're an idiot. No, no, it's it's 100% like, oh, I know I'm a I'm a messy bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, kind of, yeah. Where no one sometimes feels like, ooh, did I oh no one feels like if anyone watches Doctor Who, like Stephen Moffat, where when he gets to a certain point, oh, it's God. almost like he's going, Aren't I so clever? yeah you guys need to look at how clever i am and it's almost like well fuck you dude yeah yeah so that's the feeling i had and re-watching this movie compared to when i first watched it out of out of five batarangs <laughs> i think i can only give it two and a half i give it i give it a solid two batarangs and it's one for tom hardy and two for Anne hathaway and that's it Okay, so with Tom Hardy, real quick, casting-wise, I think I just saw the movie Warrior and then found out he was casted as Bane, and I'm like, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Because if, if anyone's ever seen Warrior, really underrated, really, really emotional, good movie. Yeah. He is huge in that movie. Maybe bigger than he is as Bane. Yeah, I think so, probably, yeah. Yeah, like, he has muscles sitting on top of muscles in that movie. Yeah. That's Tom like, Hardy. Crazy. I think it's been lost over the last few years, but Tom Hardy can be jacked as fuck. He is like Christian Bale, where like if he wants to, he can be skinny, he can be fat, or he can be jacked. And I've even noticed, like, if you ever look at Chris Hemsworth when he's not Thor, yeah, he's very skinny. Yeah. If yeah, he's not I will Thor, say, he's pretty skinny. I will say, yeah, uh, Tom Hardy... And like the thing that makes him Tom Hardy, though, is he can be all those things and he's hot. In every fucking single time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, definitely. that son of a bitch is a hot fat dude, a hot skinny dude, a hot jack dude. You son of a bitch. You're just hot. So we'll just cover his face. <laughs> and yeah. And then he's just like, oh, I know I'm so hot. I'm going to be in like two incredibly huge movies where my face is just covered. <laughs> What's the other one? Uh, Mad Max. Oh, uh, no. Mad Max's face wasn't covered. Yeah, it was. For like a good chunk of that movie, his face was in that fucking like 
trapped. Oh it. yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, <laughs> he gets at least uh, half the movie gets good screen at one point. Yeah, 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 but still, like it's ridiculous. The man loves to be in some kind of contraption in some kind of muzzle. So, guys, please contact us about what you feel, maybe in retrospect, about Dark Knight Rises. Uh, like I said, I've actually switched it. I have a Batman ranking that we'll get to one day, and it's actually gone lower on my ranking. Here's the thing, dude. I don't have a Batman ranking, so maybe we should do that soon. Like, we this should be yeah, the failing so. of my Batman ranking. That's fair. We can do that. Yeah. Um, so we'll do this on air next episode. I know I mentioned that I wanted to do Dark Victory, yeah. but because the Batman is coming out in a month, very excited. Oh, is it? Um, Jesus, I Christ. want to. Yeah, it's in the beginning of March. Yeah, God. I want you to read Zero Year, which is the Scott Snyder introduction. It's not the first trade of his run. It's like in the middle of his run, but it's his origin story for Batman. And it basically starts off after he's done all the training and just got back to Gotham. It's his year one, essentially. Okay, but it's called called Zero Year. Zero Year? Yeah, I'll give you the issues to read for it, but it's absolutely fantastic and it will really kick off our rereading and your new reading of scott snyder greg capullo run of okay. batman okay. i think it'll be really good for the pod um and you guys can also tell us what you want us to read what you think would be a great unique choice for us to read because there's, there's the obvious ones there's the dark knights dark knight returns there's nightfall there's classic batman stories that people have read and reviewed a million times i kind of want to go around that we did you know, long halloween a long halloween yeah so we're gonna try something different so zero year is gonna be our next episode all right and and like where when you tell the kids on Twitter what issues we'll be reading, where where will that happen at? Uh, you can talk to us on Twitter at Madman three thousand five. Yes, that's basically rephrasing what I just asked you. Thank you. And and, yeah. and you can find me at Xbrary and it's librarian with an X. That's so clever. Thank you. Well, what's the website? What's the website they can look at? Oh, you can also go to KrakoaRadio.com, baby. That's why I did that. See, I'm I'm a genius. All right, guys. Until next time, same bat pod, whatever time we want.